listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. So today I'm just going to briefly speak in relation to the new clause periods. People should be aware of them, but we're probably inclined to find that people aren't actually majorly aware of the changes that have come in under the new uh, regulations as part of the nitrates changes back in March of this year. And especially, I suppose, as we approach the dates for closing of the of slurry spreading and um, manure spreading and so forth, it's important that people are made aware of them. And I suppose there's a couple of actions as well that people can maybe be taking in the interim period as well to make sure that it doesn't become a problem for them. So it's important to highlight, I suppose, at the start that uh, in, even though uh, people might get a little bit um, up in arms, maybe about the fact that the clause period is, is in, in essence being extended by a week, really, uh, for this year and by two weeks next year, it's still not uh, increasing the actual storage requirements. So in the vast majority of cases where uh, people have 16 week storage, this shouldn't really impact. However, we do find that there's probably on-farm actions that are occurring that are, while you might have 16-week storage on paper, that 16-week storage is coming under pressure in a lesser period of time um, from when the story periods were closed. So again, I suppose the, the two key things here are to make sure the tanks will be empty in advance of the actual closed period, uh, and also to minimize the uh, impact of any kind of extraneous sources of water maybe getting into tanks and so forth uh, prior to their use. So um, as I say, I'll just share a screen here now with you in terms of the actual dates that we're looking at. So um, just so as I said, there's changes uh, enacted in, I think it's the 11th of March this year as part of the new nitrates derogation. There's been changed changes to the closed period. I'm going to specifically focus on the uh, slurry ones um, for today, but there's also changes in terms of the fertilizer application date, not in terms of the closed date, which is approaching us now. Today is the 8th of September. Uh, this day week is actually closed. The closed final uh, will be a closed day for fertilizer. So next Wednesday is the last day that you can apply chemical for nitrogen or phosphorus. It doesn't apply to potash. Very important to point that out. So if you're straight, spreading straight muriate or potash, you're still entitled to spread that post. The closing date, it's only um, of relevance to nitrate or nitrogen and phosphate um, applications. So if you do need to correct uh, potash deficits and so forth, you're still entitled to actually spread those at that stage uh, following the, the um, from the 15th of, of September onwards. Ground trafficability, et cetera, are going to be the major limitations in that sense. And obviously, again, no restriction in relation to lime, and we would actively encourage people to um, be proactive in relation to their lime and phosphate, uh, or potash, sorry, um, situation if they need to correct that. Because again, we're facing into high fertilizer costs again next year, and we want everything, uh, every as much wind to our backs as possible when it comes to getting things going next spring. So if we have everything as, as close to right as possible, when you do apply the nitrogen and phosphate uh, at the appropriate times, you will start to get a benefit from it. But as I said, I'm going to focus on the close period around the story for today. Um, just to remind people, I suppose, and we will come, I will come back to it obviously in due course, that the fertilizer deadline has been, or the opening period for fertilizer has now been pushed out uh, from what it used to be on the 13th of January uh, and the 16th of January and then the 1st of February for the Zone A, Zone B and Zone 3 C. Um, it has moved out to the end of January for Zone A and Zone B uh, and into mid-February for Zone C. So again, there's a couple of changes or there's kind of characteristics where there might be a possibility to spread earlier than that. 
but I and I'll show you them in a minute uh, because they relate to the close period of the slurry as well. Uh, and but it's probably important to point out that that is highly unlikely in my opinion, and you'll see why in a minute. Uh, why that there'll be any changes to the road. So you can more or less take it as a given, and we want to show you uh, that the close period for story is coming forward by one week in 2022. So uh, from the 8th of October, so literally a month from today, um, is going to be close period for story. So you will have to start collecting all story at that stage and store it until the, um, depending on your area, the 13th of January, the, 15th, the 16th of January, or maybe further on. Um, in terms of the close period for 2023, it's important to point out that it's actually coming back another week at that point, and it's going to be the 1st of October, so the 30th of September will be the last day to apply slurry um, in 2023. So as I said, there's a couple of criteria around this. It doesn't, as I said, it doesn't impact on the actual storage periods because the, the close period is actually shorter than the storage requirements. So it's important for people um, that maybe if you have been under pressure in the last number of years, even though, as you say, on paper, you may have the adequate storage. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe as I said, extraneous sources of water getting into tanks, etc., that people are very conscious that this is changing this year and that's going to put further pressure on and that we do everything in our uh, control to minimize um, any Dirty water or as or even clean water, more importantly, I suppose, getting into tanks that shouldn't be getting into it. So make sure that areas that could potentially be classed as clean water following, we'll say once all stock or hose, etc., that they're being diverted away, not being collected if if not if unnecessary to collect them. Um, obviously, if they have if they are dirty and you have cows crossing over yards all the time, then that area is going to have to be collected. But we should also look to maybe minimize those areas by maybe curbs or channels to eliminate actual clean water mixing with dirty water there, which ultimately has to be cut. Um, and then I suppose the the other side of it is maybe open tanks maybe are not having tanks empty, fully empty going into the close period. Now, that's a challenge in itself because obviously there will be a little bit of a residue at the bottom of the tank. It's very difficult to clean out a tank completely, um, but we need to drop the levels as low as possible going into that, those close periods. So I suppose from, as I said, this day week is going to be a closed day for um, fertilizer. Um, and I suppose the slurry, there will be very little slurry, in my opinion, left on most farms at this stage, apart from what's been generated at the minute, um, because we've obviously had fairly good weather. Uh, one could argue that because the weather has been very good, people maybe have stopped spreading because it was too dry all along. So there will be a little bit of extra slurry maybe available to be used. Um, but it, it obviously is a benefit as well, given that our chemical fertilizer will be now stopped. Um, we will have a source of fertilizer in both NP and K in the form of slurry, and we need to use that wisely. So people should be very conscious, I suppose, of maybe trying to get that out from the 15th of September in particular onwards um, as our rotations are extending. Obviously, it works. Uh, low emissions slurry spreading is obviously very effective as well in terms of um, reducing staining or uh, dirtying of grass as well. So we should be using that. And just to bear in mind, I suppose, depending on the content of it, there could be anything from uh, three to four units up to six to seven units maybe of nitrogen in it. You're looking at five to six units of P uh, and anywhere from 20 to 30 units a case. So quite a good fertilizer. And obviously in terms of cost of fertilizer at, at the moment, and I spoke about maybe topping up potash, uh, if we targeted our slurry to areas which are low on potash, maybe we might be able to reduce chemical requirement there, or maybe even eliminate it, um, and also and st while still addressing the the low potash issue. Um, then I suppose once we get to the, that close period, there uh, there's there was talk of uh, kind of up 
exemptions to the rule, and I'm going to show you them now in a minute. But I, I think people have to be very conscious that the exemptions to this rule are going to be very, very rare, if if ever granted, I would say. And you'll see why, as I said, in a minute. Um, so it, people have to have the objective of getting all their slurry out by the by the 7th. So the 7th will be the last day that you can spread, 7th of October uh, in 2022. Uh, and then after that, then um, it's unlikely, as I said, unless extreme circumstances are, are against us, that we'll, there will be any extension granted in that scenario. Dairy washings will still be eligible to be uh, applied after that. And again, they have their value in terms of maybe definitely in the region of three to four units of, of uh, nitrogen in them, um, three to four, five units of P again, and maybe 10, 15 units of K in them. So, but, and obviously they have to be kept spread as well in order to minimize, we say we don't really want those going into their, into slurry storage tanks because it means that we are now obliged to collect and store those for a longer period of time. So if we have a dedicated um, dairy washings tank, you are entitled to spread that after the 8th of from the 8th of October onwards up until uh, there's a 10 day close period again look we've covered that in, a, in another webinar in a, couple, in a number of weeks time maybe just to refresh people's memory in that um, but the close periods for soil water or dairy washings are going to be increasing as well so people maybe need to be thinking about that and as I said a dedicated dairy washings tank is a, a big benefit in terms of reducing the overall storage requirement um, on farms because if we're gathering what, what is quite a lot of water from washing down parlors, uh, cows obviously and collecting yards etc um, then there's quite a lot of slurry being generated to be stored for the 16 or the 18 or the 20 weeks um, when we combine all of that together so if we can just be actually looking at storing uh, pure cattle slurry from the housing period it obviously will reduce the storage requirement on farm now, there is a counter-argument that given where fertilizer prices are gone, that if we have sufficient, more than sufficient storage, and I mean a lot more than sufficient storage, then storing this is obviously a benefit in terms of its, uh, its fertilizer value. But um, it, we have to be conscious of the, the actual storage requirement on the farm and how much we are going to have to store and how much storage capacity we have. So I'm just going to quickly move on to the, um, the exemptions. So the exemptions are that... Uh, exceptional weather conditions leading up to the close period. So obviously very, uh, very, very wet weather. And the, the time that would spring to mind would be maybe 2009, 2012 would be two years that would spring to my mind when there was extremely wet summers, very difficult to travel the land during the course of the summer. And obviously stories stayed in tanks for quite a long period of time. The most model, which is the model that LED uses there to predict growth for us every week, uh, and that goes out through the GRASS 10 newsletter, uh, and through various methods from advisors and so forth, that model must demonstrate that there's sufficient growth for nutrient uptake. And that would, um, that's, I suppose this is the, this, the rock that people could perish on here in terms of what's going to be classified as sufficient growth for nutrient uptake. If we take it that currently LED is predicting and um, growth rates for the month of October with the last couple of years, we are talking about growth rate that's going to be far in excess of what LED has been predicting over the last number of years in order to justify that there's sufficient growth there for the nutrient uptake. So it's it's not like that because LED is saying that there's growth that we will be allowed to spread. Uh, it's actually saying that there's going to be more than enough growth to um, absorb the nutrients that we're going to be applying if we're spreading in that post um, 8th of October or 1st of October for 2023 period. No heavy rain forecast, obviously that stands to reason uh, because we don't want to take the risk of this being washed uh, directly into our watercourses. 
And then there's also a, a, ter a term that's been uh, announced in it in that consideration may also be given to the situation pertaining on farms. So I suppose that's a, in a way, that's your your uh, bit of wriggle room maybe. So the first one, first point and the last point probably are quite linked, uh, are strongly linked together in that if we do have ex exceptional weather conditions uh, in the run-in and maybe tanks full or like again, going back to a number of years ago, there was um, farms that flooded uh, a slat of tanks were filled because of flood water in the Shannon area, maybe. So those little things are, are caveats, I suppose. And this uh, these exemptions are probably giving the minister the power to potentially uh, grant an exemption in those kind of circumstances. But take it as, as, as a given, pretty much, that barring a catastrophe of some sort and one, uh, be it a bad summer, as I said, or maybe a flooding incident like that, you're looking at a situation where you have to have all slurry spread by the 8th of October for 2022 and the 1st of October for 2023. So, as I said, that's pretty much it in terms of that. Uh, so, we have nutrients, obviously, in that slurry that we can use, and we should be trying to use them wisely in the, for, in the coming month uh, to make sure that we have adequate grass growth uh, into the back end of the year, and I suppose that we will have nitrogen available to grow grass over the winter as well within reason so as i said the quantities are going to be small in terms of what it's going to provide but it's it's still probably important because many people will have seen in the past where we have reasonable growth over the winter period that we actually do start to run out of nitrogen uh, as we go into the january period so we need to make sure that we have an appropriate level of nitrogen and when i say appropriate it means that enough again tying back to what these figures are going to be predicting in terms of growth there's a sufficient level of nitrogen there um over the winter period and that slurry up to those dates will will be useful in in that sense in terms of providing some nutrient um so just one question in there in terms of does the first and the eighth of october apply to all zones so yeah the, basically in relation to the slurry storage figures the, the, the closing date of the close period, we'll say the, the first date of the close period is being brought forward and that applies to all areas. The, the actual, the opening date, we'll say, so when you will be allowed to apply slurry in 2023 hasn't been changed. It's staying the same for, for the respective zones. So for the, the kind of the Cork, Tipperary region, Watford, Kilkenny, that's the that have the 16 week storage requirement they will be allowed to spread slurry from the 13th of january next year and um, we're going to the 16th of january for the the kind of the limerick Kerry, galway up that side and then when we move to zone c we're still at the first of february situation for those so the the actual opening period of the story um in 2023 isn't changing it's the close date that's changing and that's across all areas uh, in terms of uh, not to be confused with the fertilizer which is being pushed out the actual uh, allowance for when you can actually start to spread in 2023 is being moved out across the board um, in all of the locations and it's it's the same impact so uh, zone A and zone B going to for early February and zone C has actually been pushed out further into February having been at early February in the original case and again that uh, LED's growth predictor model may be um, used if the if the potential is there to allow people to spread before that. But again, I would be of the opinion that it's going to be in very rare occasions that that's going to be uh, implemented. So, as I said, it's important that people are aware of it. There's, as I said, a month now from today to actually get things organised uh, in terms of getting the slurry out of the out of your storage tanks and making sure that you have adequate storage in your tanks. 
tanks that maybe uh, like came across a person recently who makes sure that their tower isn't doesn't have slurry inside in it, obviously, and they don't need to use it from the very start of the closed period. So they, they make sure that it's quite clean and that they're not actually collecting rainwater in that either, if possible. Um, and it's true of any other tanks, maybe we'll say uh, some people will have tanks that stock won't be going on to maybe until later in the year, later into the closed period. So maybe mid-November or whatever, because they'll be out grazing up until then, hopefully. Uh, and but make sure that there's nothing getting into those tanks that shouldn't be getting into it. And as I said, in the form of water, um, and in particular, the soil water is something that people need to be very conscious of. We need to be conscious of collecting it, but we need to be conscious that we're not collecting too much of it. So look at yards, talk to your advisors, talk to your asset people in your locality to, to get their input into how you can maybe manage yards. Where yards are covered, where everything is under the one roof, it's quite simple, but where cows are crossing yards, um, and there's areas that are classified as dirty, basically, those areas will have to be collected. And it's important that people uh, create, as I said, channels maybe in curbing that might uh, stop extra rainwater off of clean areas being having to be collected, which is just going to put um, the overall storage on the farm under pressure. So that's it for today. Um, we'll talk to you again next week. I wish you well in the meantime and a happy and safe farming. So thanks for tuning in. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.